Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome into the West Side Sports Podcast. As always, I am your host, Dakota Ezri. If this is your first time listening to the show, welcome. This podcast is free and available on all major recording pod- or pesky podcast platforms. And we are available four to five days a week. Uh, today's show is going to be exciting. We're going to bring the energy. We're going to bring the enthusiasm. We're going to bring the juice. If you guys can do me a favor, if you have not already, if you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe, leave a rating on the show. Uh, that would great me help me out a great appreciation and a ton as this show is going to be dedicated to all of us fans who have been waiting 21 years for this moment. And I'll tell you right now, today's show is going to be fantastic. Around the world, it's going to be fairly long today i got a topic i'm going to get onto here i have put on a uh, facebook reel as a little bit of a tease as to what the main part of the podcast is going to be today but with that being said let's get straight into the meat of it shall we patriots quarterback mac jones practiced for the second day in a row he has anticipated to play brian hoyer dealing with the concussion leaves bailey zappy as the other backup quarterback for the patriots so fingers crossed for that team Matchup tonight between Russell Wilson's Broncos and Matt Ryan's Falcons. Or excuse me, Colts. I've been used to saying Matt Ryan and Falcons for God knows how, how many years. But the matchup tonight between Russell and Matt Ryan is going to be good. Both teams starting running backs will be out between Javante Williams and Jonathan Taylor. Russell Wilson is expected to play. Haven't seen anything uh, indicated at this point. It would have been announced considering the games in like two hours, hour and a half. Um, Jonathan Taylor will be out tonight with his ankle injury. Be something to uh, pay an eye, keep an eye on is the shoulder problem for Russell Wilson. They've been keeping this hush hush, but I've been hearing some stuff out of Denver that there is a grave concern that he has a deep shoulder problem. And if that is the case, all eyes are tuned on this football game tonight to see whether or not the Seahawks were ahead of the ball and knew something possibly that could have happened and said, we're going to get the stock, uh, the, the picks for the upcoming drafts. We're going to stock up. We're going to cut some money. We're going to pay some money to cut some of that money. But you guys can deal with Russell Wilson. And all the reports out of Denver are incredibly negative right now. It's very hostile. It's very negative. It's very toxic. Enjoy Russell. Enjoy Sierra. Enjoy the, the, the future drama. All that stuff. Thank God he's gone from Seattle. Linebacker Shaq Leonard, uh, who is dealing with a broken nose, will be also be something to keep an eye on. This He sustained another injury that was not disclosed to the media or to the public this week. Uh, be curious to see whether or not he's able to play in tonight's game. If he does, it's a huge boost for, for the Colts defense, who was led by a handful of players, him being one of them. Previous NBA All-Star and multiple-time Sixth Man of the Year award Jamal Crawford joined NBA on TNT as an NBA analyst. He will join Ernie, Chuck, and Shaq on there. Uh, another great addition, Jamal Crawford is a hell of a good man. He put on that basketball exhibition that unfortunately was shut down due to the being 100-plus degrees and the air conditioning not working, which was a health hazard for slippery uh, conditions on the court. But Jamal Crawford uh, was a phenomenal basketball player great ambassador for the game and uh just a great addition to that to that crew i imagine i'm hearing Dwayne wade also might be on there from from time to time and that would be a tremendous cast in general saints running back alvin kamara is planning to play this week uh barring some unset back injury he's been dealing with uh, the last couple of weeks after the vikings game 
Uh, kind of curious to see what happens with this, how they, how they approach. I'll be getting into the ins and outs of how the Saints look on the injury front for the main concerns, matchups, and all that jazz when we get to the Seahawks chunk uh, uh, segment here in a few minutes. So just want to get that out of the way. Here is the meat and potatoes of my around the world today. The protester that ran on the field when the San Francisco 49ers and the LA Rams were playing that was slightly tackled and could have been taken on a hell of a lot harder by linebacker Bobby Wagner, as well as evading the guards on the field, has filed a police report stating that it was an egregious assault upon Bobby Wagner's behalf. This is how I feel. And I normally don't do these sections on here. This is usually strictly a fact-based updating uh, state of the farm kind of you know podcast, right? This protester's actions were based on the quote, the attempt to raise awareness for a trial involving the alleged theft of pigs from a factory farm. This is what I gotta say about this, right? When you break the rules, endanger the safety of both the players, the coaches, and NFL on-field personnel, you are welcoming the actions that are going to happen against you, right? Some people are going to say you have a right to, to, to protest. It's one of your constitutional rights. You're absolutely correct. However, when you go into a, pre, a professional sporting venue, you do not, one of the things you do not do is storm the field or jump the fence with one of your things and trying to make yourself a reel or a clip so you can become famous and be on social media. Get a grip. You're a moron. I'll say it for everybody else. You're lucky that Bobby Wagner didn't actually tackle your ass, okay? You don't go on to a football field. Nobody, I mean, obviously you get screened for things. They have metal metal, uh, metal detectors, if I can speak today. I had a bunch of coffee today. So, um, you obviously can't, like, smuggling some kind of a weapon or sneaking it in is going to be very difficult. Um, obviously, it's banned. It's illegal because it's a dangerous thing, obviously, right? But you want to be a moron? You want to be that idiot, that guy that goes onto the field and runs around with some stupid, you know, pink-colored, uh, you know, f- road flares? What is what it looked like for bare lack of an explanation? You deserve it. You don't. You should not be allowed to file a police report after breaking the law at the place that you just jumped onto the field from and evading, trying to look like a clown. Shut up. Stay in your lane. Here's just a recommendation for you. Don't jump the fence and run around on a football field to get, oh, I'm going to have my moment because everybody's going to see me running and they're going to wonder why I'm doing this. And then they're going to go look at the actions that, you know, that caused me to do, do, to do these actions. If you got a problem with animal cruelty, write a letter. Have a peaceful protest. And some people are going to say, oh, what was a peaceful protest? No. <laughs> Sure. You want to leave it as a peaceful protest? Then tell it to the lady who duct taped herself to, to the floor at that Timberwolves game. And then later in that same series, somebody duct taped themselves to the uh, to the basket, to the bottom of the basket, right? That pole that Steph Curry goes up and slaps up for his pregame rituals, whatever, right? You want to do stupid crap like this? Get treated like a moron. And everybody can laugh at you. You want to talk about animal cruelty? Find a different avenue. Find a different way. Find a different, uh, you know. Just don't be that guy. 
and then expect and then file a police report against Bobby Wagner, who is doing a favor for all of the guards who are running around trying to catch you because the, you all, everybody knows who's in the ball in that field, right? That you're not supposed to be doing that. So it's just like you want to file a police report for some stupid crap you did. Then how about you look yourself in the mirror before you decide to make yourself a clown on national television and say, if I do this, I'm gonna get tackled by a guard or I'm gonna get tackled by an NFL, by an NFL player who's wearing carbon fiber pads that are lined with metal. Like, how stupid are you, right? I don't know if he didn't get in this stuff, but when I saw that he filed a police report, I've been chewing on this for a couple of days, and I want to talk about this because, quite frankly, somebody gotta say something, so might as well be me. San Francisco, or excuse me, not San Francisco, New York Giants bring back safety Landon Collins, a nice uh, reunion there at the safety position. And then, uh, oh boy, Draymond Green throws a punch at Jordan Poole. Uh, the team is, quote, exploring disciplinary actions, doubt that anything will happen. Draymond has by far had one of the longest leashes with the organization for the Golden State Warriors by far. Uh, during the regular season. However, the NBA enlarged by the executives does not give a damn about Draymond Green. Um, he has been the, you know, the butt of so many jokes. And he says, you know, uh, you, you know, he gets, uh, in that game, he gets ejected. He gets kicked out of game five or whatever it was. And then goes on to his podcast immediately. Goes to his hotel and fires up a podcast about how, oh, the rest are a bunch of idiots. Draymond Green, you're an idiot. Flat out. I don't know. I'm coming in with, with the hot fire today. And that's just what I do sometimes. Because I see athletes who are so damn privileged and like, I'm powerful. You know who I am. Respect my my authority. No. No, you can lick the dirt off the bottom of my boot, Draymond Green. That's the reason why you, specifically Draymond Green, are the reason why I have fallen out of love with the NBA. Because all players give a damn about is trying to make how popular they can be versus just performing well on the court. I, I miss the days of Kevin Garnett and Tim Duncan, Vince Carter, Tracy McGrady, Ray Allen. So many good players that did good things for this league. And we're, and I know that some players like Kevin Garnett had a couple of issues in his league, right? So be it. But these players now are so full of themselves. It just drives me nuts. My own father, uh, who used to be a, who was a basketball fan strictly during the Michael Jordan phase, said the reason why he fell out of the NBA was because they dressed like a bunch of gangbangers. And it was true. Back in the day, they used to dress poorly with their baggy clothes and their big chains and all stuff. And thankfully, they, they've cleaned it up, right? But you are still having major problems that are not being addressed properly by Adam Silver, who in my personal opinion, he's a good commissioner, but he's got a soft spine on him. He's only going to do something if somebody's, you know, propelling him to do this. He's not going to just, out of his own courage and spite, say, and I know that he's like Roger, right? He speaks for the owners of the uh, of the NBA teams, right? I, I get that. But can we get a little bit more, like, just shut up and play the sport that you play, you know? If you want to be a podcaster like me and have your own platform for it, so be it. Find your passion. And if you can be passionate about sports and podcasting professionally, that's great. Congratulations to you. But don't make an excuse and then go on and slander the refs when they have a job to do. It's like you go into a restaurant and you slander something. And then the owner says, oh, by the way, saw your video. Thanks for your uh, for your kind words. You're not welcome here anymore. Hey, Draymond Green, just do us a favor. You want to punch somebody? Punch yourself. 
and do us all a favor because we don't want to listen to the crap that comes out of your mouth. Kansas City Royals fired, uh, fired their manager, Mike Matheny, after three seasons with the club. No foreseeable action seen yet for an open role uh, void there for the position. Be curious to see who it's filled by. Washington Commanders running back Brian Johnson, who was shot in that uh, robbery a few weeks ago, is officially cleared for practice. The team will have 21 days to move him to the active roster. A couple of retires and retirements, and we're out towards the Mariners section today. Veteran wide receiver Cole Beasley uh, will retire after playing just two games with the Tampa Bay Bucks. And Blake Bortles, quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars in the days of, of Saxonville, has retired from the NFL as well. Mariners, oh boy, this is going to be a fun one. Playoff game, obviously, tomorrow, right? Everybody knows playoff game. Pitching matchup tomorrow will be Luis Castillo versus Alec Manoa. Robbie Ray will pitch game two with the anticipation that most likely uh, Logan Gilbert will go game three, depending on how things obviously play out and how things roll on the dice. Kind of like a game of Jumanji. Just watched that movie recently. Pretty interesting. Full playoff rosters will be announced tomorrow between 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, sounds like outfielder Cade Marlowe will make the playoff roster with uh, both Jesse Winker and Sam Haggerty going to the IL. Jesse Winker is seeking a second opinion for his neck issue. Sam Haggerty is officially rolled out for the rest of the season. His injury will take six to eight weeks to heal. Cade Marlowe has yet to play or make his MLB debut with the Seattle Mariners, but he brings a handful of helpful skills that can help this team when it comes to the playoff time. He has plus speed, good bat-to-ball skills. Has a league average for both walks and strikeouts. Plays solid defense. Hopefully he can provide some juice off the bench in the later innings like the Royals, or excuse me, the Rays had with Randy Arozarena. There shouldn't really be any conversation about manager of the year this year when it comes down to the American League. Scott Service is lined up to win this award with ending the 21-year drought. His exceptional management of the bullpen, the overall lineup construction, and his overall consistent managerial experience in times of need and hard and hard depth has made him an outstanding and a stand above manager in Major League Baseball for this season as well as last. Standing up for Julio Rodriguez early inside the season, calling out the beyond poor umpiring that was happening consistently. Great Baltimore. Right. Oh, excuse me. Granted, Baltimore had a surprising bounce back season. Right. After losing 100 plus games last year, bringing up Adley Rutschman, uh, they were a surprising team this year. Anthony Santander had a really good year. Uh, they have a handful of good players coming. Grayson Rodriguez. Uh, that's going to be a different podcast for a different day to kind of uh, go break down a prospects for for you guys. But credit is definitely there, and I will definitely give it to them. I'm not going to take anything away from them. That would be very, very uh, wrong of me to do, right? Especially for how good baseball is when the Baltimore Orioles and the Seattle Mariners are prevalent. It just makes baseball better. When you have teams that have struggled for so long and fan bases are just crying and pleading and begging for any opportunity to just get us close enough or just sniff the playoffs, right? The Mariners last year, we got we, we sniffed it. We got we got a little too short, too little too cute, a little too late in in, 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 in the season, right? So um, I just want to simply say, Scott Service, you've done an amazing job this year. I will be honest. I have said earlier in the season when we were on 11 games under 500 if Scott was going to be the right guy for this team. I pride myself on being real, keeping it a buck, keeping it 100 with you guys, right? That um, I was wrong. I was definitely wrong, and I'll own it. I got no problems. Uh, I got broad shoulders. 
I'll, I'll own it. So that's kind of what I do here. I keep it real with you guys. I'm not going to say, oh, I didn't say that. I definitely did. And I know that I did. And I'm wrong for it. So I'll say it. So, Scott, God bless you. Um, and as you said uh, at the end of yesterday, let's party! Now, as fitting as it is to say that the longest drought in the major, in Major League Baseball now goes to the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, who, uh, coincidentally, haven't made the playoffs since they cut ways with who? Jerry Depoto. Plus, they brought back manager Phil Nevin for another year as, uh, Almost guarantees another losing season for the uh, Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. With his inability to manage games or really perform any actions related to being a manager, Phil Nevin is an absolute dud and the reason why the, the, the Angels will waste another year of both Shohei Otani and Mike Trout, considering if either one of them are there to start next season. With Shohei Otani, uh, Shohei Otani signing the one-year $30 million arbitration deal, it seems like the move to either run it back one more time or they should just trade him due to their incredibly poor form system is the split and the fork in the road that the Angels find themselves being at now. If I'm the Angels and if they have a single brain cell in that office, in the front office, you trade Shohei Otani and you do listen for offers on Mike Trout because Mike Trout's never going to make the playoffs with the Angels. It's not going to happen. He's never going to win a World Series. The team literally is rocked from the head down. It's like a bad fish. Whatever narrative, whatever joke, whatever you know analogy you want to put in, feel free to, to do so. I got to give a love and a shout out before we go to commercial break for Luis Torrens. He pitched a pretty clean inning, hitting that, hitting that home run the following game. He's showing Scott and Jerry that he wants to be on this playoff roster and he deserves to have a spot. The late positional versatility could be huge between him playing first, second, and a little bit of third as he has been working intensely with getting extra reps with our infill coach, Perry Hill, as of lately. I got to say, I was very disappointed with, with Luis Torrens for most of the season after the incredible season he had to start out with. But overall, I got to say, Luis Torrens, you've been a very pleasant uh, addition to this team as of late. And I'm very, very proud of all of the, uh, just the overall, you know, you've moved and you've molded like, you know, Play-Doh to this team. You weren't a you weren't a great catcher. You openly expressed that, and you came back with arms wide open and just said, "Look, just like in Creed, you know, and trying to find a way to get yourself on this roster." He's hitting the ball well. Um, carrying three catchers is not great with having uh, obviously Cal Raleigh, uh, Kirk Casale, and Luis Torrens. So we'll see what happens with that. Uh, that's why I made the positional versatility for Torrens is a huge benefit for him. With that being said, we're going to get into today's sponsored break. Do you guys enjoy quality, clean energy? Do you crash hard after the, 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 the midday coffee? Check out W Energy. W Energy is a keto-friendly energy option for those who need a little pick-me-up through the long workday. No midday crashes or jitters. W Energy provides a boost of tasty, crash jitter-free energy to help you conquer that busy day. Free of artificial colors and dyes, and it's even sugar-free. Use code WSS to get 10% off your order today. Again, use code WSS to get 10% off your order today. Thank you guys for listening to today's sponsored puck, uh, sponsored break. Seahawks injury report goes as such. Uh, the uh, the players, excuse me, who did not participate in practice today. Penny with a shoulder injury. Austin Blythe, who had the uh, childbirth. Congratulations for him. Gabe Jackson is on a veteran rest day as normal for a, for a Thursday 
Daryl Johnson continues to work back from that ankle injury. It does not sound like he's going to be ready to go for this week, so that means more playing time for Boye Mafe. Quentin Jefferson with an elbow is something to keep an eye on. I've been hearing that this elbow injury is probably something that's going to hold him out of this week's game. So you can see policy Miles Adams get brought up in his place, but we'll see what happens as we get closer towards Sunday. Those who are limited in practice, uh, Justin Coleman with the calf, Damian Lewis with the calf, and Derek Young with a quad. Full p- p- participants, and two of these are re- really big. Penny Hart uh, with an illness. Sounds like he had a little bit of like a stomach bug He at the beginning of the week, but he's feeling better. Phil Haynes with the ankle is really helpful. Uh, they could use his interior swing guard ability in his presence, especially on some of those kickout runs for Rashad Penny, especially with going to New Orleans this week. And then safety Joey Blunt was full a full participant in practice with the hamstring. Uh, this has been a long time coming back, especially with the injuries and the issues I've been talking about this week with Josh Jones. You can see Joey Blunt maybe getting in there a handful of more opportunities and reps this week. Roster moves. LJ Collier was designated to return. He has 21 days, similar to um, to the other player, or to Brian Robinson I talked about uh, earlier today. Center Joey Hunt, who has been with Seattle the last couple of years, was added back to the practice squad. Sounds like he's put on a couple pounds of muscle, kind of thickened out his upper body frame, which is needed because he's a smaller guy. You can expect more playing time for Ryan Neal. But, uh, Pete spoke glaringly and, uh, about the tenacity, playing style, and ability to make tackles as a main reasons to getting Neal on the field and getting him more playing time and opportunities. Last season, he really flourished and played well in the absence of Jamal Adams. So if Josh Jones continues to struggle, this will be something to keep an eye on. Congratulations to Rashad Penny for being named the FedEx Ground Player of the Week for his outstanding ground game last week. Look for a repeat of the running game this week as they prepare for the Saints. The Saints play very well at home. Crowd noise, especially in the month of October, with Halloween has always been consistent. It's always loud. It's very raucous, very uh, rowdy in there. The defense will look to attack the rookie tackles with one of the primary matchups I will be watching this week will be veteran defensive lineman all-pro Cameron Jordan versus rookie tackle Abe Lucas. Chris Olave versus Tariq Woolen will also be something I have my eye on this week as well. Reports of New Orleans is that quarterback Jameis Winston has yet to practice this week, leaving the starting job to previous Cincinnati Bengals starting quarterback Andy Dolphin, the quarterback, a.k.a. the Red Rifle. Okay, we're walking off, and I'm out for this week, guys. I will not have a podcast up tomorrow. I will be getting ready in the preparations for the game. Um, if you guys do want like a, like a Twitter space or something like that, let me know. I'll be happy to do that for you guys. As tomorrow inches closer with every passing minute, the anxiety of the playoff hangs in the balance for the Seattle Mariners in the Emerald City faithful. The highly anticipated matchup of Alec Manoa versus Luis Castillo should live up to the hype and much, much more. Roger Center will undoubtedly be raucous, loud, rowdy, bringing the intensity of playoff baseball. Bring on the madness. Time to bring the electric factory to Toronto. It's time to storm the gates of the Rogers Center. All the times in the regular season when the Blue Jays fans storm and fill our park at T-Mobile, it's time to repay the favor. Ladies, gentlemen, children of all ages, every single person, every fan who has an opportunity to get to Canada and support this team, please do so. Bring the electric factory to the Rogers Center and let's show the Toronto Blue Jays with the Seattle Mariners are truly about. And let's get a game one win. Let's get El Pedre to guide us to victory. 
Let's get a couple runs early. Let's hand off the lead to Los Bomberos. Let Julio run around the bases like a gazelle inside the Serengeti. And it's time to win and get a playoff win for the Mariners for the first time in 21 years. Thank you guys so much for listening to, to today's podcast. If you haven't already, please subscribe. Leave a rating. Share on any uh, any platform possible. Super appreciate you guys for taking the time out of your day for listening. See us rise. I'll catch you guys on Monday. Peace.